welcome back to the Black Biohacker. Today's guest is Zachary Owen Heideman, holistic medicine practitioner and sacred wellness coach. Zachary, thank you for joining the Black Biohacker today. Hey, come on. Thanks. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. I'm really intrigued about what you do and your and your story. And I respect how you are giving your time to the community and to just be a source of light. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. I really, uh, I received that very much. That, that uh, warms my heart. And uh, that's, that's what makes me happy. It's, it, that's, it's exciting to me to remind others of their, of their ability to enjoy life the way they prefer. So what's your story behind holistic health that made you get into herbal medicine? So today, when I share everything with everyone, I want you to understand that I'm sharing my story and I am in no way advising you to repeat it. I am simply sharing with you what has worked for me and offering and encouraging you to lovingly discern for yourself what does or doesn't work. Uh, We'll get into details a little bit later, but as far as herbal medicine goes, um, technically here in America, everything that you want to make a decision on should be run by your doctor. Um, And the type of doctor that I would recommend would be a functional doctor, which is someone who understands you holistically. Mm-hmm. So um, I will do my best to share everything that works and then encourage and empower everyone to take from it things that are good for them and encourage them to research and ask questions and find answers and see what does and doesn't work for them. Okay. So um, that being said, going into my story, it's um, pretty interesting, you know, um, going back to the beginning here. Because I'm so far removed from it, it's such a different way of life for me now. Um, Now I am living in alignment with the way that I prefer and making my choices from love and abundance. And maybe seven to 10 years ago, 11 years ago now, let's see, what is it, 2020? Actually, 12 years ago now, um, you know, I was very much in a bad way. Um, addicted to drugs, addicted to external validation, um, hating myself, not really in a place where I honored and appreciated myself as sacred. Um, I grew up all over Maryland and Um, At this time, by this time, I was in Baltimore, in Baltimore City, um, having been through a a typical um, upbringing, not, not the best, not the worst, just, you know, parents doing the best that they can with the circumstances they found themselves in. Um, And ultimately, my response to those circumstances or to society was to understand that the solution was always outside of me. Um, there's a pill or there's a, there's a drug. Um, from a very young age, I was put on um, Ritalin, I think it's called. Um, they're, they're basically um, commercial speed. It's, it's uh, amphetamines is the class of drugs that they are. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that was like, okay, this is the solution to hyperactivity, which the hyperactivity was really just an expression of, hey, I need to get outside more. I need to be more engaged. I need to be more more challenged. Um, so ultimately, though, that, that type of behavior of, okay, if something is wrong with you, then take a pill to fix it. And quote unquote wrong, I'll use wrong in quotes because, um, you know, again, I think it's not necessarily wrong. It's just an expression that, mm-hmm. that has something that needs to be addressed. Um, so, but my, my solution from a young age was, okay, you need to suppress that expression by giving it drugs, pharmaceutical drugs, or by denying the expression or not allowing it. Um, that ultimately led to patterns of addiction of addictive behavior, substances, alcohol, um, all different kinds of of drugs, and ultimately ending up with opiates. As you know, opiates are very prevalent in Mm -hmm. our society. Mm -hmm. And if you have pain, then um, 
uh, in which a lot of unaddressed emotional situations will ultimately manifest as physical pain in our body that we don't really know how to address. And then it's very easy to go to a doctor and start getting opiates. And then from there, it's very easy to get addicted to them and fall into patterns of habitual abuse. And next thing you know, you're doing heroin, Mm. um, which is actually (laughs) my story. Um, And it, it really only took three months of of that that type of pattern of behavior to literally lose everything. Um, All of my money become homeless and be cut off by my family, um, which I'm grateful for because if they had kept saving me, I never would have learned the lesson that this is not the right way to treat things, um, to, to treat yourself or to treat anything. So that ultimately led me to rehab, which I'm incredibly grateful for, which led me to a cleaner lifestyle, cleaner way of being. And one thing that always stuck with me or it has always been um, uh, interest was herbal medicine. And so as I got healthier with my diet and exercise, it still became clear there needed to be some additional support and supplementation. So I got into herbal supplements. um, And one of the medicines that's always been very helpful for me is cannabis. Um, So as soon as it was allowed to be considered a medicine, I got prescription for it. And it's something that has always been medicinal for me in terms of coming back to balance uh, mentally, emotionally, and allowing myself to step back and breathe and make decisions from a higher state of mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a co- contrary to what all I had been told and what I was taught to believe that herbal medicines don't work, they're not powerful, they're not effective, and that you have to take pharmaceutical drugs and stay away from all plant medicines. So through a clean lifestyle, eventually coming back to balancing, realizing like, hey, these herbal medicines are all working for me, slowly reintroducing cannabis in a responsible medicinal way, changing my relationship from an addictive type of behavior to a supportive uh, type of behavior, Uh, essentially not ever needing it, but allowing it when and where it will help the situation, not refusing it or denying. And through skillful relationship to the herbal medicines, I started meeting more and more people. Um, I got involved in some conscious music circles, medicine music, Xavier Rudd and Nako and Medicine for the People and Rising Appalachia. And doing promotional and street team work for them, I got really connected with several groups of individuals who were uh, more in alignment with the lifestyle that I'm living now, which is just pursuing their passions, living in abundance. Mm. And um, understanding the definition of abundance is a little different from what society teaches us. Mm -hmm. Society defines abundance as what I would consider excess. You got to have a Bentley and you got to have three houses and you got to have all this other stuff, seven figure income, da, 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 da. To me, that's excess. Because abundance simply means I am able to do what I want and need to do when I want and need to do it. And that means I may not necessarily always have $10,000 in my bank or a bunch of different properties, but when I want to go to a place and do a thing, I can do that. And I don't have to sit through seven scheduled board meetings a day and miss time with my family and people don't tell me when and where I can't use the bathroom. Yeah. Right. So in a way, we can see that uh, if we have the ability to do what we want to do when we want to do it, we are living in abundance, even if we don't necessarily have a whole bunch of money in the bank or know even know where the next paycheck is coming from or the next source of income is coming from. What we have right now is very basic um, human needs that are met. All we ever really need Um, Our most basic need is air. So if we have clean air to breathe, we're already on step one. After that, we just need clean water. And if we have clean water, then we're well on our way to clean food, good food. If you have enough food to eat and sustained right now, the only thing that you really need is shelter, a place to enjoy your clean water, food, and air. 
And then you'll probably need contact with nature, um, other human beings, animals, whether it's through technology or anything else. But if we have these basic needs met, we're actually living in abundance right now. And that's, that may not necessarily integrate very well into a capitalistic view, but that's the truth. The truth is, is that, uh, what you need is is generally readily available to you and requires very little buying selling or resources other than you just being present and showing up to pursue your passion and doing the thing that's most exciting to you which i think is a great example right here right now this interview you know this show as is pursuing your passion and allowing the interview for the community and putting this out sharing this real circumstance that we're all going through with the virus and and the best ways to handle that and allowing herbal medicine to come in that really opens up support for the community and brings in connection and sometimes a uh, if we shift to a different model, instead of understanding financial as the only form of abundance, we understand there's social, there's cultural, there's experience, there's quality of life, there's spiritual, there's all these different forms of abundance and connection that can come in and open up from genuinely doing this kind of heart-based entrepreneur type of work, which benefits the community. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that um, this virus is going to change everything when it comes to the way that people think about money and their future and the way of living? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things I do with wild child medicines is mental medicine. We are, I am a holistic medicine person. So I, um, you know, and I believe that anything can be medicine, it can be a thought, it can be a piece of music it can be an herb a plant it can be a person presence and a number of different things but in a way i feel that the coronavirus already has done that this covid 19 this situation already has made a change in a way that can't be unseen it's a it's a quantum reality and once we become aware of something that that infinitely changes that field from that that knowledge being integrated at that point and what we're really seeing here although there is a lot of fear and paranoia and panic if we can take time to check in and look a little bit past that we can also see that people are happy a lot of people are staying home a lot of people are reducing traffic they're reducing their um carbon fuel emissions they're reducing the money that they're spending on things when they're traveling to and from work they're reducing their resources getting to spend more time doing the things they want to do realizing they can be just as productive in society by showing up with technology like zoom and remote technology showing up to work showing up to class still completing their workload also while being home so at the same time being able to take care of the family friends kids the house and what we call in permaculture stacking functions really allowing them to be more productive because they're allowed to be who they want to be because let's face it not everybody wants to go into an office and dress up and have to put on a mask and a show to just be of value and be of service Right. Yeah. I mean, if, if I gave you the option right now to be yourself fully, you didn't have to put on a mask or a show. And I was like, hey, come on. The most valuable thing that you can do in the whole world is to just completely be yourself fully and always act on your highest excitement. Whatever's exciting for you, the most exciting thing that really resonates with your heart, really feels like the sacred, righteous thing for you to do, do that. And then that will pay all of your bills and that will make you more valuable than money could ever possibly comprehend. I'm so glad that you touched on that because I read an article. um, Well, you know, there's a lot of articles going around now, so you kind of have to decide what's real and what's not. But this article was about Wuhan, China, and that the people who are living there said that now it's been years that they can finally hear the birds sing and that... Um, now they can see the blue skies and they couldn't see all that before. 
Yes. Yeah. Air pollution is down by over 30% in China. I'm getting goosebumps because I can feel this because the truth is, is that we are one with nature. We make mistakes sometimes externalizing the cost and solution to nature. But the truth is, is that nature is us. We are nature. We can't externalize a cost or a solution on nature because we are nature. They're um, the clearest waters they've seen in 20 years. It's so clear that dolphins are swimming in the canals. Where's again. this? In Venice, Italy. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the river dolphins are coming back up. There's just like animals are showing back up everywhere. Their nature is returning. And this is literally just one tiny little virus that who came from who knows where but it's nature's response that's like hey remember you I, you have to look at it this way we are not separate we're all together yeah. and if you make me sick i'll make you sick Ooh, so exactly. let's work together it's a reminder <laughs> too that nature is in control we think that we are but no. nature's in control nature exactly. will balance itself back out right yeah, because it's just a self, self-balancing, self self-restoring algorithm that's constantly dedicated to the greatest and highest good of all. That's the beautiful thing that I love to remind everybody about is that in this life we are re-experiencing and relearning ourselves, which is amazing. But the truth is that we are an infinite, indestructible being. Our soul is creating our mind, which is creating our body, which is creating this experience of reality. And even if we were to die, we are not ever going to go away. There is always just a further restoral to a different state of being. And from there we can go back to recreating reality and experiencing everything in the way that we prefer. How effective is herbal medicine? So um, I would say for me personally, it was more effective than the prescription drugs, only because the prescription drugs are herbal medicines. They are plant and fungi medicines, they're just scientifically concentrated. They're run through proprietary processes to concentrate them to significant doses, which we don't really know. Mm -hmm. And personally, I kind of consider us as the junior alchemist, and I consider nature as like the master alchemist. And I think nature already has the right proportions in the plant medicines. So there's not necessarily many reasons to um, concentrate it at the levels that we do pharmaceutically. Um, there are ways to use plants and other plants, for example, alcohol and extracting herbs into tinctures that can make it already plenty strong. Um, and it's interesting because you'll find a double standard when you ask this question, if you ask it to a non-functional doctor again, a functional doctor who's someone certified in doctor and herbal medicine. Mm -hmm. um, but a non-functional doctor will often tell you that they're trained to tell you that herbal medicines are not effective and they don't work and pharmaceuticals are the way to go. But they, at the same time, once they prescribe you a pharmaceutical, take note that they will say, hey, you can't take any of the following herbs. These herbal medicines will interfere with your prescription. So that to me is an immediate pointing out of the double standard of, okay, so the herbs don't work, yet they're powerful enough to interfere with the prescription. So that, that again, is a point for people to discern for themselves lovingly and say, is this the right answer? Do I need to get a second opinion? Should I see a functional doctor? Um, what are the real benefits of herbal medicine? Um, you know, and for me, it was much greater. I had many adverse effects from the prescriptions. Um, which are all very clearly outlined. Mm -hmm. They're all disclosed. If you read the packet, if you've ever opened up the packet for a prescription medicine, the actual brochure that comes with it, you know what I'm talking about, and unfolded that thing. It's like a big, huge manual. If you, It's the size of a map. 
And if you read through it, it's all the legal terms and mumbo jumbo. And on there, it has a list that they call side effects. Now, side effects is a marketing term for undesired effects. <laughs> undesired effects are just as likely to occur to a percentage of the population. Yeah. Um, and there's a list of all of these different things. Now it'll say it'll only occur in two to five to 12% of the population, but that's for each item. So if there are 20 undesired side effects at 2% each, we're actually looking at a 40% chance you'll have an undesired effect from the medicine. But what I found is that if I read all of the conditions on my prescriptions, every single condition that I had was caused by another medicine that I was taking. So I slowly but surely um, found herbal alternatives to all of those medicines and was able to wean off of the prescriptions and found that it was much easier for my body to stay balanced on the herbal medicines versus the prescriptions because the prescriptions were so powerful it took a long time for my body to adjust mm -hmm. and missing doses really made me non-functional whereas with the herbal medicines it took less time to adjust and missing doses is not as devastating so what you're uh, describing has to do with mental illness so what herbs would you recommend for mental illness or chronic illnesses that's helped so you? that mental illnesses so this is where the holistic piece really comes into play and we run into a challenge in the western medicine so in Eastern medicine, in Ayurvedic medicine, in Chinese medicine, they're looking at the body and the body, the spirit and the mind holistically. They're looking at the whole being and realizing that, hey, a mental illness can actually be related to a spiritual illness or a belief or a something that happened in the past, a trauma that wasn't released. It needs to be released energetically, something like acupuncture or sound healing. Mental situation requires holistic support. Mm -hmm. um, balancing the chemicals, the chemicals, understanding this, the chemicals are just a surface representation of the subconscious belief. So in order to actually balance the situation, um, even if we continue throwing chemicals at it, mm -hmm. it is pretty much like trying to put out a fire by constantly feeding it something that changes the smoke. You're, you're like, okay, look, it looks like it's thicker now. Okay, this is different. But all we're doing is treating the surface and what's underneath the subconscious belief still remains that needs to be corrected or addressed. Mm -hmm. So in order to get to those beliefs, it requires a holistic type of support. Um, it, you want to combine your doctor and your your therapist and your um, your coach and your medicine person you want to do things holistically mm -hmm. so that everything is in is in full view and there's nothing hiding like okay well it doesn't make sense why i'm unhappy mm -hmm. i don't know about my current situation it actually requires radical responsibility and taking a look at our story what we're what we're really making everything mean so the truth about reality that we often overlook is that what's happening outside of us is actually inherently meaningless. There, there has, there's no meaning to it. Your ability, what makes you so special is your ability to create and assign meaning to these inherently meaningless circumstances happening outside of us. So the best way for me to describe this is um, I can say a word like love and that will trigger a certain feeling in you. I can say a word like fear and that will trigger a certain fear in you. I can say a word like schumbelborfen <laughs> and right, what, what happens there? <laughs> right. Right. So you, you're decided to create the response to the unknown 
as enjoyment, as laughing, right? Which is a really good response because what I said there is not a real word. I just made it up. Mm -hmm. It doesn't actually exist. So because it was meaningless, it was up to you to choose how to react. And everyone will have a different reaction to a made up word. And this is actually how all of reality works. We all have a different reaction to everything. But what happens is we get taught beliefs from our parents, from our family, from society. Um, and we begin to accept or allow these beliefs, um, these collective belief systems to control us. Mm -hmm. Oh, to be a productive member of society, you should look like this. You should do this. You should appear in this way. Um, when in reality, that the, we're overlooking that you cannot give a universal example because everyone is unique. Mm -hmm. Each person has a unique expression of self and each person has a unique gift and a unique offering. And some people shine at things that other people are terrible at. And the most important thing is for us to all allow ourselves to be ourselves fully so we can find where it is that we are most valuable, most of highest service by being ourself most fully, where we're most excited and passionate and get in alignment and allow that to be our life. And that will really, really work. And the only thing that prevents us from understanding that are fears. Um, and the fears from all of the belief systems everywhere can be broken down to this one simple thread, one simple thread, every belief that every person, every fear that every person has ever experienced, every belief system comes down to, I will not be able to, or allowed to choose or express or be my true self as I prefer fully. And if we can get to the root of anything that is preventing anyone from understanding that, that they are allowed to be themselves and in fact create circumstances where that is allowed, where culturally, socially, societally, no matter what choices a person makes, no matter what cultural background they come from, no matter how they appear physically, no matter what their spiritual beliefs are, that we can allow them to be themselves fully as long as they're not harming anyone else, which inherently won't happen when we allow ourselves to be ourselves fully because the thought of harming another only comes from fear, mm -hmm. which only comes from not being allowed to be ourselves fully. So what I really like to do in that sense is, is offer that, and then what you need is that you can get that intellectually. You can understand it mentally, but it needs to sink into your body. It needs to be supported. And that's where herbs come into play. So for me, what's really helpful with that is CBD mm -hmm. on a daily basis. It's hot. Everybody's heard it. It's uh, cannabidiol. It is an endocannabinoid, which is a plant medicine. It's a volatile organic compound. It stimulates part of your nervous system. Your nervous system is broken into two parts, which are controlled by a third part. The two parts are the autonomic nervous system, which controls things like your heart rate and your breath when you're not thinking about it. It also controls your fight or flight and protects you automatically if you get hurt. The parasympathetic is what moves your arms and legs and what your conscious thought is and what happens if I say, hey, Kamar, let's take a minute and focus on our breath and take a really deep breath and just check in and make sure everybody feels safe and we're getting good amount of airflow and we're feeling good. So that switches the control from your uh, autonomic nervous system to your parasympathetic. Mm -hmm. In order to do that, your endocannabinoid system has to kick in. The endocannabinoid system has to be saturated effectively for you to do this. 
So the less saturation of our endocannabinoid system, the more we are automatically in fight or flight and don't consciously regulate our patterns. So taking CBD and enjoying CBD-rich cannabis strains um, was super effective in bringing on a balanced mental and emotional state, reducing anxiety, um, creating cellular homeostasis. It's antiviral. It helps digestion. There are a number of benefits to having that on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And the reality is before 1937, I think it was, that cannabis was in all medicines. It was in everything. CBD and hemp were everywhere. They were used as a rotational crop. It was corn and soy weren't your abundant um, grains. Hemp was. Mm -hmm. And it was fed to the animals. The pigs ate it. The chickens ate it. And then when they ate it, they got it in their meat, in their milk. So all the animals are eating it, goats, cows. And then we're like all eating it in our bread, taking in our medicines, mm-hmm. eating it in the animal products themselves. So we were rich in CBD. And if you notice, at when they made cannabis and hemp illegal and it disappeared over that period of time, what correlates with that is a spike in diseases. Mm. Um, because this particular medicine regulates cellular homeostasis and the central nervous system, which regulates every system in the body and your ability to properly respond. Wow. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Hey listeners, in this episode, we talk a lot about CBD and how it can affect your mental health positively. Right now on all of their products, Build, Boost, Recover, and Puff, you can enjoy 20% off of their products, which ship nationwide. With nine years experience in hemp and fitness, Mountain Maid's founders are focused on creating a quality product to help those who live an activated lifestyle. Check out www.mountainmade.life to find out more about how their products can help you crush life. Remember, their products ship nationwide. Go check out their website today and follow them on social media at M-N-T-M-A-D. Remember, you get 20% off while supplies last. Now let's get back to this episode. That's, that's my number one recommendation and encouragement for everyone to have some type of saturation of endocannabinoid doesn't necessarily have to be cannabis or CBDs don't necessarily agree with everyone. And there's plenty of other ways to get it like Tulsi, um, also known as holy basil. It's an Ayurvedic herb. It's an amazing, delicious tea. You can take it in a tincture and it also saturates your endocannabinoid system and it's an adaptogen, which is a rare class of herbs that helps your body adapt to stress if you are ramped up like if you're over the top and you actually are anxious then this class of herbs will help calm you down at the same time if you're low energy and a virus is attacking you or you're not doing well it will increase your immune response and give you more energy and bring you back up helps bring you to a balanced level adaptogens like tulsi reishi astragalus and licorice fruit are things that I recommend. And I've also yep. heard, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, ashwagandha, does, would that work as well? Yeah, ashwagandha is another good one. Um, I'm still processing that right now, but that is a good herb. Um, it's not an adaptogen. Actually, it, it might be, I'm not sure. Um, I have to double check that, but I know that astragalus definitely. Yeah, ashwagandha is actually one of the herbs that I do take on a regular basis. So okay. it's really great for you. So what could people, uh, especially during this time that we're going through with the coronavirus, what could they do yeah. to help boost their immune system? Because I know um, it's best to to have higher immunity yeah. before you get the virus, if, if and when you get it. Yes. So the best thing that you're going to want to do is there's several steps. Number one is I actually, it's a physical protocol that I recommend to everyone, which is a sinus rinse. You need to get a sinus rinse or a nasal rinse. You need to get something, either a neti pot or a sinus rinse. You can get these things at CVS, Walgreens, drugstore, grocery store, whatever, like five or 10 bucks. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a daily practice, and this is just as important as brushing your teeth. Okay. Mm-hmm. So imagine if you didn't brush your teeth for, I don't know, a couple of weeks. How would that? How would that go? <laughs> you have a lot of plaque. <laughs> right. Yeah. You would have a lot of buildup and a lot of unhealthy bacteria and viruses and all that stuff building up in there. So guess what? The same thing happens in your sinus cavity. That's where your lymphatic system encounters the most viruses and dumps the most viruses to be expelled. Mm-hmm. It's also where your capillaries are, so you're most vulnerable and exposed there. Mm-hmm. So having a daily practice of a sinus rinse can be life-changing. So I really, really recommend that physical practice of, of um waking up every day just like you brush your teeth blowing your nose and then using a sinus rinse or a neti pot to fully rinse your sinus cavity and get anything out of it um and that being said herb wise what i would recommend for um getting this taken care of now building up immunity you can take cat's claw that's something that i have um and then for cleansing your body um for preparing for anything like that a stinging nettle is a good one stinging nettle. Um, yes exactly um and then again tulsi holy basil that's a good one reishi mushroom is another one and then um astragalus root you can find astragalus in certain probiotics as well right correct okay exactly yep it's got a it's got a mild probiotic effect and um, licorice root as well. Your best bet actually is um, food, okay? So food is something we have to have on a regular basis. You can add herbal medicines like tinctures and teas, right? And take those on a daily basis. Find something you like, maybe a breathe deep tea or a throat coat or something, something that's got a lot of good herbs, breathing herbs in it like mullein and cinnamon and camping. Um, and, um, get, get these on a regular basis, but food is going to be your number one. So if you're eating things that are antiviral, like apples and potatoes, that's going to be an excellent idea. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to want, um, herbs, you want to go strong on garlic. Like, uh, now if you're not a garlic person, maybe you like thyme. Mm -hmm. Now, personally, I don't really like thyme, but I love garlic. Yeah. And so you can, you can do that. You you can go raw honey. If you're not a vegan person and you're okay with eating honey, then eat raw honey. Mm-hmm. Um, plenty of raw honey in your diet will help. Um, and then Ayurvedic spices or Indian spices, like Indian food is medicine. It's turmeric, black pepper, ginger, cayenne pepper, um, cardamom, cinnamon, clove, all of these things are, are incredibly good at, at um, expelling antiviral, antifungal, getting rid of things in your body that would slow down or hurt your immune system and make you more susceptible to the virus, mm-hmm. as well as some of them being directly antiviral themselves. So spice it up. Spicy foods where it's at. Yeah. And you know, enjoy some, you know, now's the time to start enjoying, learning, experimenting with different cuisines, you know, get some pho going, get some curry going, get some, you know, if you're going to put your soul food in, spice it right, you know, get it, get it, you know, Cajun style, add some real spices and herbs to it Mm -hmm. that are not only going to make it taste good, they're going to add the medicinal value and give your body the natural support that it needs to to be get through the situation. We are photosynthetic beings. Yes. Again, we're not separate from nature. We are nature. So just like the plants need water and sunlight, we need water and sunlight. And so basically the way that this works is you do want to get exposed to the sun between uh, 11 a.m. and 4 Mm p.m. And so the lighter your skin tone is, the less time you need in the sun. Mm -hmm. The darker your skin tone is, the more time you need in the sun. And it's it's just, it has to do with how the bodies have evolved over where we were in relation to the equator and what your body is used to. 
So just knowing your body type is important, knowing your body type and your skin type and the, the rate at which you actually get sun and giving yourself that good exposure can make a huge difference. If you want to talk about anti-depression, this is it. A handful of cashew nuts and 20 to 30 minutes of sun at UV index four or above will literally change your life. It will produce enough dopamine, norepinephrine, and serotonin, the chemicals which produce happiness to sustain your body at least until the next day, if not for a few days. It will make a difference and share, you know, if you feel good and you can feel the difference, it'll make a difference and it can take a little bit of adjustment. You know, at at first my body was adverse to the sun, but that's because I was still on prescription medicines. Mm -hmm. As I got off the prescriptions, it became easier to integrate the sun. And as I spent more time in the sun, my body got used to it and I craved it rather than being afraid. Of it. Do you feel that the Western world has stopped believing in their body's ability to heal? And instead, they've we've relied more on medical professionals? So for a time, I believe that that was the trend. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that trend has come to an end now. And that's another beautiful benefit of the coronavirus and what's going on and quantum science and showing us that, you know, what we focus on creates our reality and how much our body directly responds to our emotional state and how real the placebo effect really is. And that we do have the ability to heal ourselves and that if you look at the scientific evidence, it actually makes sense. Every single cell of our entire body contains a map of our entire body in every strand of DNA is the entire complete building block for your entire being. So literally can rebuild your entire self from a skin cell, right? Right. Definitely from a heart cell, definitely from a brain cell, no doubt, right? So the reality is, is if we can allow ourselves to remember this and and tap into this internal organic technology, we realize that we can actually access um, these abilities and unlock them and work with them again. Um, And that's something that really I find in particular working through this requires holistic support in the form of plant medicine, coaching, integration before and after, and sacred ceremonies, sound healing ceremonies, actually sitting with um, shaman and medicine people who are going to lead you through in a safe, sacred space through music and medicine and prayers and, and chanting and sacred herbs like rape and sananga, uh, cacao and tulsi and actually sitting through this experience with others in a sacred way and allowing that to shift the whole belief system and allowing you to return back to the state of your true nature and and really um, remembering that you can heal any illness, that you can repair your spinal column, that you can fix anything as long as you shift the relationship and take care of yourself and allow yourself to live rightly and choose the right thing to allow yourself to be yourself the way you prefer. You know, even though the people of the world are not in the happiest of space right now, I feel that this coronavirus is really teaching us and we're learning, you know, just the fact that we said that, you know, the people in Wuhan can now see the blue sky, see the sky more clearly than ever before. And now they can hear the birds sing and what you said about Italy. This is going to change a lot in the way we work and the way we see the world. Agreed. Agreed. We were literally just having this conversation in my coaching group the other day, the 13, um, and Cell. I work with a couple of other coaches and, um, This is what we're talking about. We're launching a new project called the Presence Project just to talk about this, just to talk about this shift and like 
how real this is, how powerful it is, how we call uh, we call it teacher Corona. Teacher, what can you learn from teacher Corona here? What's the new way that you can view the world? Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting, you know, because because the Corona is also a, a big light around a star, gives you illumination. So it's it's a way to reilluminate the the way that we're looking at life, and that's what the Presence Project is about: is inviting us all back to Are we living in the way that we prefer? Um, and what did we learn from this whole experience about Can we shift anything in our life? Can we let go of stuff that we were taught or thought was necessary that really isn't like traveling to and from work every day? So what would you say to people who've lost hope right now and they think that that they won't recover from this when it comes to finances and people who are just down in their spirits right now? What would you say to them? I would say it's okay. It's all right. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to not have the answers. It's okay to not know what's going to happen. And I would remind them that so far, they have healed 100% of viruses and sicknesses that they've been through in this life. And right now, the most important thing is to remember that our immune system responds directly to our emotional state of being. And so if we choose to be afraid, then it will be harder for us to deal with this reality. If we can allow it and look at it as a teacher and have faith that this is happening for our highest good and see how it is happening for good reasons and look for the good opportunities and look at things realistically with discernment and taking our responsibility and accountability and doing the best thing that we can for ourselves, taking herbal medicines, um, you being responsible with isolation when and where we meet and go into society. As long as we continue to do these things, There's no way that this can't be for our greatest good. It's just not possible. All this is, is another circumstance, another teacher. And if you look back in society, we have gotten over every single pandemic that we've ever experienced as society. We've gotten over horrible things, far more horrible than this, that we've consciously done to one another wars world wars you know that that are full of viruses and full of bacteria much more full of of hate and fear and we have we have gotten through that so i would invite us to take a moment to give thanks for our current circumstances and realize that we are more equipped now technologically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. We have evolved as a society, as a species, as a planet, as nature, more than ever before. And we are more capable than ever before to handle any threats, any pandemic, anything that could possibly make us experience life or ourselves in a way that we don't prefer. And it will only be a moment. And from that moment, we can learn how to become stronger, how to become better, and how to become more of ourselves in the way that we actually prefer. I really see that this virus being a teacher of showing us where we're doing things that we don't prefer and what we can let go of and what's not necessary and giving us more time to, in that space, align with what is necessary and what we do prefer and allowing ourselves to be more of ourselves, pursuing our passion and our highest excitement and allowing that 
realizing that's the highest value and the highest service and that is what will protect and preserve not only the individual but the collective society and the world as a whole thank you that's that's, that was powerful yeah, absolutely. Tell our listeners where can they find you and a little bit about Wild Child Medicine. Sure, sure. So you can find me online um, at wildchildmedicines.com. You can find me on Facebook at Wild Child Medicines and on Instagram as at Trezat. That's T-R-E-E-Z-A-T. And I am a normal person i'm a holistic medicine practitioner uh self-healer what i do is as i stated in the beginning of the call is create space i hold space for everyone to discern lovingly for themselves uh am i choosing to live my life in a way that i prefer and answer themselves honestly yes or no and allow themselves to continue choosing in a way that they prefer and help them discern lovingly a way to choose in a way that they prefer if they are not for whatever reason. In order to do this, I look at everyone holistically, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, as a whole being and offer my experiences, my wisdom from reality, my skills to allow them to choose what's best for themselves from what I've learned about uh, medicine as as a whole in general, whether it be plant medicine, emotional medicine, mental, physical, yoga, moving the body, therapy, counseling, pharmaceuticals, alternative treatments, anything that's available in society or can be researched online or accessed that I have knowledge to, I'll encourage and empower others to research and connect and and uh, discern for themselves whether or not this is something that can help them uh, be more of themselves, be more of who they prefer to be and experience uh, the quality of reality that they like. I like to say living their greatest dreams as their realities. Well, thank you, Zachary, so much for being here today on The Black Biohacker. I've really enjoyed this conversation. And for all of you guys out there who do feel stress and have a lot of anxiety about this coronavirus, just know that the big picture is that we're all in this together. So remember to love, spread positivity, and find your passion during this time. Yes. Thank you. That's it. Thank you. I I appreciate your presence and time and energy and intentions and uh, looking forward to your positive impact and influence in the community and in the world. So thank you for allowing me to be a part of this process. Well, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of The Black Biohacker. We'll catch you soon. Peace.